Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. So, as hello, good evening, everyone. As um, Lucas quite rightly said, we're starting a brand new series called Teach Us to Pray. And whilst I just sort myself out here, why don't you turn, if you've got your Bibles, turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. In this series, really, we're going to look each week about the lives of people from in the Bible to see what we can learn in order to help grow and develop our prayer lives. And today we're going to look at a character called Elijah. Elijah was such a man that he was also referred to in the New Testament. James, one of the writers in the New Testament, he makes the point in the middle of his book, telling his readers that Elijah was an ordinary man just like us. There was nothing special about him except that when he prayed, God heard him and miraculous things happened. And there's one thing as we look at the life of Elijah, there's one thing that stands out. Persistence. The dictionary tells us that persistence is the continued action or the prolonged existence of something. It's like perseverance. It's being single-minded and focused. It's being determined, moving in a fixed direction. And all of us will have, have had these moments in our life where persistence is needed. January the 1st. We decide the new me regime is going to begin. We decide, don't we, three runs a week. That's what we're going to do. We're going to eat healthily. And then what happens? The third week, are we out on the street still running? Not if your name's Sarah Dewhurst. No, 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 we're not. We're on the couch and the chocolate has been reopened and that's where we are. Lucas and I, we were in a long-distance relationship for two and a half years before we got married. Mm. He lived in London, I lived in the Midlands, and then after a year, I moved up even further away from him. And I was told by friends that long-distance relationships do not work out. But it's amazing how persistent you can be when your heart drives the agenda. And so for those two and a half years in that long distance relationship, we persevered at getting to know one another. The day before mobile phones, that wasn't around. You couldn't just call and FaceTime. You had to sit in the hallway with your parents listening in to that telephone that was attached to the wall. Some of you are laughing because you remember it. And the shame that your younger siblings might be overhearing you saying, I love you, on the other end of the phone. And so we had to work on that, that persistence, ensuring that our friendship and our love grew together. And even after almost 24 years of marriage, we still 
work on and persist in making sure our marriage remains strong. And Elijah, he was a man who knew the benefits of persistence in his prayers. The results of which meant that when he prayed, God heard him. In your Bibles, this isn't up on the screen at the moment, but 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. It says this, Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the eastern hide by Kerith Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kerith Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, and there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Before this account in the book of, of Kings, we don't hear about Elijah. When he arrives on the scene, all we know is that he arrives to the king Ahab with a message from God. And this wasn't going to be an easy message because the Bible tells us in the previous chapter that king Ahab was a king that made God angry more than any other king before him. And Elijah announces what God has said, a drought is imminent. And as soon as he says it, God quickly calls away Elijah and tells him to leave and hide himself by a brook. And Elijah moves into months of an unseen period of his life. We don't know what goes on by that brook, but we're told a couple of things. While the rest of the country is dealing with drought and famine, God is nourishing and refreshing Elijah. And Elijah begins this hidden season in his life. He's cut off from the world around him, and it is just him and God. And yet, it's in this period of hiddenness away from the world that, God, that Elijah experiences the power of God as the brook brings him water and ravens are sent to him. Think about this for months, every morning, every night, with food for Elijah. When a baby's been formed, it grows in the womb for nine months in hiddenness, grows and develops. When we plant seeds in the ground, what happens? We put them in the soil. We can't see what's happening, but underneath they are growing in the darkness, in the hiddenness, ready for one day for us to see the results. And for us as followers of Jesus, it's in our hidden times, our quiet times, that, that secret place with God when we come and we persistently pray and listen to him 
where growth and development takes place in your life and my life. On the slide, it says this, Jesus said this about prayer. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is, what is done in secret will reward you. And to become men and women who, who know how to pray with persistence, we have to be those people with hearts driven to spend time alone in hiddenness with God. When our heart drives something, it's amazing what we can find time for. And it's in those quiet, hidden times that we, that we get to learn to trust God, to really learn and know him. It's where those things that we struggle with, those, those character flaws we battle, the, the schemes we're fighting, that's where the battle is won. It's in those hidden, quiet moments where God teaches us lessons unique to us. And it's in the hiddenness, those quiet times where God prepares us for our next season. You know, there's something about spending time with God that develops perseverance and persistence in our lives. I heard this great phrase this week, and it's challenged me on this. Hiddenness from the world makes us visible to God. Think about that. As people who will persistently choose to be, take time to be hidden from the world and be with God, we become visible to him. And we're going to look at a couple of things today from Elijah to help us become persistent in our prayer life. The first thing is, persistence in prayer develops our dependence upon God. Elijah delivered this message to the king, and then with everything stripped away at the Kerith brook, cut off from everyone else, he knew what it was to experience God's provision and company. And when the drought finally caught up with the brook and all the water had gone, we see that Elijah waited and trusted that God's guidance would come next. And this is what happened next. God told him to go and live in a village called Zarephath in Sidon because that's where his next provision would be found. And that wasn't an easy place to go because Sidon was the home country of King Ahab's wife, Queen Jezebel. Queen Jezebel was a Baal worshipper, and she'd managed to turn Ahab away from his God, and she was persecuting the prophets of Israel. And Sidon itself was also in drought. And here was God telling Elijah to head to a country for his next season of provision, a Another country in drought, a country where God wasn't worshipped. This is what it says, uh, 1 Kings 17, verses 9 to 16. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. 
So he went to Zarephath, and as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called her, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God, I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. I've only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. How could Elijah be so sure that God would provide food, not only for him, but the, her, the widow and her son also in a country full of problems? of poverty. Elijah could be sure because in his hidden times with God, by the brook, it's where he'd learnt to completely depend upon and trust God for what he needed. You see, living a life so dependent upon God meant that Elijah had come to know and understand something of the heart and the character of God. And living this life dependent upon God meant that not only was he impacted, but it meant that it overflowed to the life of this woman and her son. The scripture says she was all but dead. She had nothing left. The drought was impacting her too. But God saw, and he cared enough to send Elijah, a man living a life fully dependent upon God, to meet her needs. And he sent Elijah to bring words of life to her family and to her home. When we know what it is to persistently spend times hidden away with God, those quiet moments, that secret place, the things we learn from God in those times will overspill from our lives to the lives of people around us. You know, for three years, her oil and flour never ran dry. Think about that. She would use it. The next day, go to a container. It was full again. God provided for this woman. The second thing we see is that persistence in prayer reveals our expectation. Let's carry on with the story. Three years have gone by, three and a half years roughly, okay? That's what they say, three and a half years have gone by. Elijah sent back to Ahab to go and tell the king. God has said, tell him, 
the rain will soon come. And it says, Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah, even though God had said, the rains will soon come, Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I see a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. And then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. And then I love this bit besides everything else that miraculously is happening there. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. You know, we want, in our culture, in our lives, I don't know about you, but there is something in we want instantaneous results. We want things to happen immediately. You know, the other day I, I needed to make a doctor's appointment and I called up, you know, they tell you to call a certain time, don't they? You know, like 7.30 a.m. You've got a call to get an appointment. And so I called up and this voice came, this recorded voice, you are 37th in the queue. And I just remember thinking, oh Lord, please give me strength. I don't think I can cope. 37th in the queue, really. Like, really? 37 people have managed to get on this phone call before me, dead on 7.30. I don't believe it. 40 minutes later, you are 12th person in the queue. Everything in me wanted to hang up the phone. Because 40 minutes of my life, I felt like I had wasted. You know what? Within three more minutes... I managed to get straight through. I don't know what happened to those 12 people, but within three minutes, they'd all been seen to and assorted because I was through. And if I'd have given up, I wouldn't have got that doctor's appointment. Sometimes you have to persist, even if everything within you is like, what's the point? It's never going to happen. There's a picture here of a great game I got when I was a kid. How many of you have ever had one of those? It's called Screwball Scramble. Okay, I think my parents bought it me just to keep me quiet Christmas Day because they knew that once, I'm a bit like a dog with a bone, yeah? Once I've got hold of some, I have to keep going until I complete it. And it's the blue one that I had. The orange one is the new modern version. It's not as great. And, um, and so I'd sit there Christmas Day in the afternoon trying each, going through, taking this little ball up and down, up and down, through the different hurdles. And if I failed, back to the beginning. And I would keep going. And each time I'd get further and further and further. Until one day, like days after one day, I finally was able to get through and finish the game. I bought it for Levi. One minute. He lasted one minute before he said, this is stupid. I am never doing this again. 
one minute. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. If you persist, you will get through it. One minute. One minute. Because we want, we live in a culture where everything is instant. On our phones, we can order stuff instantly. We don't have to wait anymore. Instant, it'll be here. Even the same day. As followers of Jesus, we need to learn the art of persevering, of being persistent in stuff. That passage we've just read, Elijah, even though God had said the rain was coming and he believed in faith because he said to Ahab, I hear the rain's on its way, he had to persist in prayer. It says he prayed seven times for the prayer to be answered. He sent his servant nothing. He prayed again. Jesus said these words. Lucas read them earlier. He said, when you pray, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. And if we're truthful, how many of us, when we pray for something and we don't see the results straight away, kind of sometimes can make an excuse, well, it's obviously not God's timing, and we give up on something. But Jesus reminds us, persistence is what we need to grow us in the area of prayer. Imagine if we lost one of our children. We wouldn't just seek once. We'd keep seeking till we found them. If you were going to a friend's house for tea, we wouldn't just, anyone there? No? Okay, let's go. We wouldn't, we would, we'd keep knocking till they opened up the door. And Jesus said, in prayer, be persistent, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking on the door. Our discipleship journey of following Jesus includes repetition, and we need to persevere We need to trust God's timing and God's ways because our answers to prayer don't always come immediately. James 5 verse 17 refers to Elijah as a righteous man whose prayers were powerful and effective because he knew the importance of persisting in prayer. Imagine if he'd given up praying after six times. Would the rain have come? He had to persist until he saw God send the rain. A famous preacher, D.L. Moody, he made a prayer list of a hundred people in his life. It says that he prayed for them. His friends, every day, went through this list. By the time his funeral arrived, 96 of those friends off that list had made a decision to follow Jesus. The final four gave their lives to Jesus at his funeral. You know, sometimes we won't see the answers to our prayer, but that doesn't mean they're going to get answered. They're not going to get answered. Sometimes we have to pray, believing, even when we can't see it. Elijah knew God was going to do the rain. He was going to bring it. He had said he was, but he had to purposefully pray. He had to persist believing. And we notice in that part there, it says he got down on his knees, head between 
his knees. He changed his position of prayer. You know, prayer is about ordinary people seeking and speaking to an extraordinary God. It says Elijah was an ordinary man. You know, sometimes, if, if you're like me, I can get distracted in prayer. I can start praying and suddenly shopping lists appear or something I've forgotten about or I need to clean this or, or do that. You know what I have to do? If I want to pray, really pray about something, I have to change my position of prayer. I have to stop doing what I normally do. And if you're like me, I want to I give you this kind of challenge, if you like. When you come to pray and you're getting distracted, try kneeling down by the side of your bed. Try lying down in your living room on your face. Try going for a walk and then where there's no one else around, just begin to speak it out loudly. Because sometimes we're so used to doing things in the same way that we get easily distracted. If we're going to be persistent and purposeful, we have to change it up in order that we come before God. And we come before him with an attitude of expectation. I am kneeling down on the side of my bed because, God, I need you to answer this prayer. Change our position. I'm going to finish with these questions tonight. What are you persisting for in prayer? What is that thing that you have said, God, I am not letting go because I know you're going to answer this, but I am going to pray for it every day until I see breakthrough, until I see an answer. Listen, if you've got something like that and that's what you're praying for, my words to you today are, don't give up. Persist. Maybe some of us tonight, there are situations we've persistently prayed for in the past and and maybe we've become downhearted because it's not been answered. Listen, don't give up. Let God remind you, be persistent in your prayers. Ask, seek, knock. And maybe some of us, we need to know what it is to persist in those hidden times with God. To make it a regular thing, to persist every day, every morning or every night. And wait expectantly for God's answer. You know, Elijah by the brook, in those hidden times, God nourished and refreshed him. God met every need in those hidden times. And I believe when we know what it is to spend those quiet times with God, opening up his word, talking with him, God will come and he will nourish us and he will refresh us and we will find that we have all that we need because of who he is is. Let's be a people who know what it is, like Elijah, to persist in prayer. Let's bow our heads, shall we? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus, when we look at your life, we see that there were many times you pulled away from the crowd and you persisted in your time with God your Father. Lord, we want to be people who know what it is to persevere 
in that quiet time to persist in finding those moments that we can hide ourselves in you. Lord, we want to be men and women who, after spending time with you, Lord, that it overflows into the lives of the people that we come into contact with, just like that widow. She was almost physically dead, but Lord, there are people who are spiritually dying. Lord, we want to be those people who bring your words of life to them. Lord, I pray that you would help those in this room who have maybe given up on praying for something because they cannot see the answer ever coming. Lord, I pray, increase their expectation. Help them. Holy Spirit, just remind them every day. Bring it back to their remembrance, God. Lord, help us to be men and women who know what it is to ask, to seek, and to knock. Elijah was an ordinary man, and yet because of his persistence, because of the way he lived his life, Lord, you heard his voice. Lord, thank you that you can hear each of our voices too. Jesus. Amen. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarranty.com.